Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Good afternoon, Southern Miss Golden Eagle fans across the state of Mississippi. This is the Eagle Hour on our Super Talk Mississippi network of stations. I'm Kelly Sander in the First Bank Studio in Hattiesburg. Luke Johnson is, well, no, he's not. He's not in the First Bank Studio in Laurel, but Bob Getty... Uh, no, Bob's not here either. I guess this is part of my prison work release program is that I have to hold down the fort all by myself today. I do have a producer engineer, Brandon Wallace here, but the show must go on as they say, and there are plenty of things to talk about. This first segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by our friends at Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Dickie's fall off the bone ribs. You can actually even driving by any Dickie's location, you can smell the cooking that's uh, taking place. Of course, Thanksgiving right around the corner. You can uh, place orders to pick up ahead of time. You can dine in or carry out. The perfect place to pick up your tailgate food when you're going to cheer on the Golden Eagles or getting together with the family over the holidays. Dickie's Barbecue Pit, home of that famous soft-serve ice cream as well. We thank Dickie's for being a sponsor of our Eagle Hour. On the program today, we're going to recap a victory for the Eagles this weekend, we haven't been able to talk a lot about those this year, and it was due to a 17-point fourth quarter that the Eagles were able to defeat North Alabama 24-13. to We're going to recap that. Then a little bit later on in the show, we're going to talk to Keith Russ, who is a native of Jones County, played high school football at West Jones, and then at uh, East Central Community College. He's now the managing partner and head coach of the Wyoming Mustangs. That's an indoor football league, part of the Champions Indoor Football League out of Gillette, Wyoming. Keith Russ is going to be joining us. There's actually a lot of Southern Miss connections to that team, including some of the guys that are on the team. So we'll be talking with Keith Russ. You'll get to meet him. And then we'll take a look at the latest Massey ratings. We'll go over uh, the statistics this weekend from some of the Southern Miss players in the National Football League. And we'll... Talk about the Saints' big, dominating win over the uh, Buccaneers of Tampa Bay last night, plus some late-breaking news from the Georgia-Florida football game this weekend. Not Southern Miss-related, but some big news breaking. We'll have that for you all to come in this hour. Glad that you're with us on this Monday. Again, Southern Miss, 24-13 winners over North Alabama. Courtesy of that 17-point fourth quarter, interim head coach Tim Billings had a chance to meet with the uh, media after the game, and here was his, his overall report card as to how the guys played Saturday. I really thought our kids uh, handled adversity very well today. Uh, they could have folded and given up, but uh, they played well. Really excited about the offense in the fourth quarter. And, you know, I, I – I, told the defense that's you know it's nice to see the nasty bunch back you know that's the best we played all year they did a great job they played with enthusiasm excitement they played well 
so, uh, you know, the, they kept us in the game until, uh, you know, offensively we finally got rolling in the fourth quarter. Obviously, you know, we played, you know, we'd moved the ball well, but, you know, five turnovers, man, just very fortunate to, to win a game with five turnovers and uh, I just got to give the defense and uh, Coach Peck and Boone and Thomas and and Butch and uh, and uh, Coach Minter, you know, some kudos for doing a great job. And like I said, in the fourth quarter, I thought Matt and, and the offense did the things we needed to do to be successful. It is interesting when you talk about five turnovers in a game because statistically in the game of football, the odds are overwhelmingly against you when you turn the ball over five times. In fact, in a nationally ranked contest on Saturday night, Iowa State and Baylor in the Big 12, the Cyclones won that game and are now 17th in the country, but they turned it over five times, but were able to um, upend Baylor 38-31 to in Big 12 play. Now, if you were at the football game at the Rock on the, during the weekend or happened to see it on ESPN's network, one of the things you probably noticed in the second half was that uh, Frank Gore Jr., uh, got very little playing time in the second half. And if you follow the Eagles, you know, of course, Kevin Perkins had a, had a terrific game with, with three touchdowns, and, and he did his part in the victory. But one, one of the questions Eagle fans had was, what about Gore Jr.? What happened, and what's his status? Banged up. Gore, yeah, he, uh, he hurt his toe again, I think. You know, he's kind of had a little turf toe. I think he got it banged up, and, you know, he uh, – no, he he's ex, excellent uh, running back. I thought Mayberry came in did some good things. And of course, KP had the great run you know, there. He just he just uh, wheeled his way into the end zone that the touchdown we had to have. That was really impressive. I thought all three of those guys played really well. And of course, the Eagles were limited by just having one quarterback on the roster this past weekend with Jack Abraham and Tate Watley uh, on the injured reserve list, if you will. And, of course, you're always limited when you have particularly a quarterback from West Virginia when, when he doesn't have complete grasp of the entire playbook yet. So you might have been limited somewhat uh, offensively. So that leads to the question as the Golden Eagles prepare for the game in Bowling Green, Kentucky, this coming weekend against a Western Kentucky team who went down to Florida Atlantic this weekend and lost the game but played well. Uh, if you can play well in a defeat, you know, limiting the Owls to only 17 points, but that Owl defense real stingy, only giving six points to Western Kentucky. So as Southern Miss prepares for another conference USA game at Western Kentucky, what about the status of Jack Abraham and Tate Watley? Here's what Coach Billings had to say. Well, they're both on the sideline, and uh, the plan is to have them both there next week. And uh, so – I think they're ready to get back, and uh, I think the whole team's ready for them to get back. And, and so it'll be exciting to have more than one quarterback to, to play next week. Of course, when you look at the, the Southern Miss schedule, originally Western Kentucky and UAB were supposed to round out the schedule. But they've added, of course, two more games that were supposed to be played earlier that were canceled because of, of COVID. That is UTEP, the UTEP game, of course. That's been moved to December 5th at the Sun Bowl. And then a rare Thursday night contest against the Roadrunners of UT San Antonio. That's going to be Thursday night, December 10th. And it's going to start at 5.30 in the afternoon. So that's kind of a, uh, 
Kind of a unique setup there in a Thursday night contest. This week in college football, there's a lot of football. Of course, Maction begins tomorrow night. Some of the teams in the MAC will play on Tuesday. The other half of the MAC will play on Wednesday. The first conference USA action will take place on Friday with a majority of the games currently scheduled being played on Saturday. We say currently scheduled because Conference USA, more than any other conference, has been pillaged by the coronavirus. Only two games on the schedule last week uh, because, of, because of the COVID situations, and a lot of teams are worse off than Southern Miss as far as getting some games in. FIU has only played two games so far. The Rice Owls were supposed to play UT San Antonio this past Saturday. They got COVIDed out, which I'm not sure if the Turden coveted is actually in the dictionary but it probably will be after this uh, very strange 2020 but the eagles have got a couple wins under their belt now but when you look at the remaining games western kentucky would probably be the team that's most comparable to southern miss at this at this point talent wise uab well i take that back utep as well but uab and utsa will be games that the eagles will be underdogs in that UTSA game is at the Rock, but uh, San Antonio will probably be the favorite uh, in that contest. Again, Western Kentucky, it's an early game this Saturday, so if you've got plans on Saturday night, you'll probably still be able to, uh, still be able to catch those. A little bit later on this week, we're going to be talking with the radio voice of the Western Kentucky University Hilltoppers. We'll find out uh, what type of season they've had. Coming off, again, a very spirited performance against Florida Atlantic. So Western Kentucky next on the schedule for the Golden Eagles. Then the day after Thanksgiving. Can you believe we're talking about Thanksgiving already? It's, it's a week from Thursday. A week from this Thursday, I think, isn't it? Or maybe two weeks from this Thursday. All anyway. I know is it's my favorite holiday. So Why, Brandon? Because you get to pig out a little bit? Well, you know it. That's exactly why. <laughs> Well, there's going to be a football game the day after Thanksgiving, and the Eagles will be up at, uh, at UAB taking on uh, the Blazers. And then again, those two added games against uh, UTEP and UTSA. All right, when we come back after our commercial break, we're going to be talking with Keith Russ, who is the managing partner and head coach of the Wyoming Mustangs. That's an indoor, that's an arena football team in Gillette, Wyoming. He's from Mississippi, he's a Southern Miss guy, and there's a lot of former Southern Miss football players that are on the roster. So what do Hattie and Gillette, Wyoming have in common? We'll find out when the Eagle Hour continues. Stay with us. tuned in to the Eagle Hour, and we're so glad that you are on this Monday, November 9th. I always, anytime I give the date, I want to sound like Paul Harvey, you know. Good afternoon, Americans. It's Monday, 
November 9th. This segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by Campus Bookmart, which is in the bright yellow building right across from the campus at Southern Miss on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Your one-stop shop for everything that's Southern Miss, swag, and I mean, I'm telling you, anything they can put a Golden Eagle logo on, they've got them. I mean, coffee mugs, keychains. There's even a, a, a Golden Eagle fire pit that has the, the, the wrought iron and the eagle head is cut into it. It's really nice. And the thing I like about Campus Bookmark is some of us full-figured guys who need more than one X uh, in front of the L, they can, they can take care of us as well there. And, of course, if you can't get to Hattiesburg, they're open 24-7 on this thing called the Internet. If you go to Campus Bookmark, that's with a T, dot net, you can uh, have things in time. For Christmas, that's campusbookmark.net, a sponsor of the Eagle Hour, and we are glad that they are. We now go to the Super Talk Mississippi Hotline, where we meet Keith Russ, who is the managing partner and head coach of the Wyoming Mustangs of the Champions Indoor Football League. He prepped his football career at West Jones High School, also home of the Mustangs, then went on and played at East Central Community College, where he was a warrior indicator, went on to Southern Miss, and then... Played a little uh, arena league football with the Mississippi Stingrays in 2000 and has kind of been in uh, the indoor football game uh, after a stint in the military. We welcome Keith Russ. Keith, good to have you along. Good afternoon. Hey, thanks a lot. Glad to be here. Actually, you've got a lot of Southern Miss guys on this team, and we're going we're gonna to get to that in a minute. But um, how does a guy from, uh, from Jones County wind up in Gillette, Wyoming, as a head coach and managing partner of an indoor football league team? Uh, you know, a lot of that, uh, a lot of that's, uh, my wife's fault. She, uh, she's originally from Ohio and <clears throat> we, uh, we've kind of moved around for the military and she had, uh, she wanted to move somewhere she'd never been. And so we, we moved, uh, to a place where I think nobody's ever been <laughs> the, the far, uh, northwest, northwest corner of South Dakota, a population 1500 in the whole county. So, uh, that's how we got here. I ended up in Gillette with the, uh, with the team I've been, you know, coaching for about 12 years now. And, and, uh, we, Gillette was real welcoming to the indoor team. And, and that's, so that's how we ended up there. Yeah. You actually, you actually wanted to start a team in, in South Dakota, but found the folks in Wyoming a, a little bit more receptive, uh, fill in the blanks for us. Well, we had, uh, we'd originally looked at Rapid City and we actually have a five year plan and, and Rapid City is, is still on our, uh, our, uh, radar for future expansion, but, um, so Rapid City kind of they uh, they'd had some teams in the past that that did some things and <clears throat> so still kind of a little little uh, bad taste in her mouth I guess for that and Gillette uh, they the first meeting we had with the the people of Gillette they they want to know what they had to do to get us there and we sat down and had a meeting and, and signed all the contracts and since then it's everybody there is is uh, they're ready they're ready to start the season tomorrow. Um, pretty much in, in a little over two months, uh, Gillette's got about 50,000 people and just about anywhere I go, everybody knows me already. So they're, they're ready for football and they're excited about the guys that we're bringing up. So really, Gillette. so really comparatively speaking, it's about the same size as, as Hattiesburg, but even you were a little bit surprised. You've said at, at how sports crazy Gillette, Wyoming really is. Right. Um, you know, I, I really didn't. Everyone here in South Dakota, they, when I'd asked about Gillette for different things, it's all, you know, it's an oil field town, it's a coal town, they're not really into sports over there. And I'd only been to Gillette once or twice in, 
you know, so I didn't really know. I just kind of took their word for it. But once we got to Gillette, everyone there is a sports fan. Um, they just they want something to call their own. They've got the University of Wyoming there in Cheyenne, but <clears throat> or Laramie. I'm sorry, but they don't they don't really have anything else to call their own as far as the major sports teams or anything. I think the closest teams the Denver Broncos and uh, you know I hate the Broncos. So I'm a Raiders fan because of Jalen Richard, but. Um, so they want something to call their own. And, uh, you know, they've been real supportive and, and backing us 110% the whole way. And Keith Russ is with us on the Super Talk Mississippi Sport, Sports Line, a, uh, a Jones County guy who, by no mistake, uh, Keith, did you use the Mustangs name because you prepped, as we mentioned at West Jones, which are the Mustangs, but even your Wyoming Mustangs team have the same colors as West Jones, right? Right. Hey, and I... Uh, you know, the Mustang, it fits the area here. You know, there's a lot of wild horses. There's a lot of cattle ranchers. Rodeo is, is huge here. So we looked for a name that would kind of fit the it would kind of fit the area and, and you know, kind of have the people behind us. And, and Mustangs was one of them. And it, it worked out great that, that uh, you know, I was a former Mustang. And, and uh, the colors, you know, I, every team I've ever had, our colors was always black and gold because, I, I you know, I believe black and gold for Southern Miss and, and uh I don't think I even had a green and gold shirt anymore. It was all every shirt I own is either gold for Southern Miss or black for Southern Miss, and uh, so we went to went to green and gold route. Um, you know, basically based off the exact colors of West Jones. Other teams that are in the league include teams from uh, West Texas, including Odessa and Midland, Omaha, Nebraska, Sioux City, Iowa, Salina, Kansas, Wichita, Kansas, among other teams in the Champions Indoor Football League. And it's one thing to, to be a managing partner of a team, but it's also to be a coach. But, and you said the reason you wanted to, to coach this team in particular, Keith Ross, was that you have a particular formula and you have a certain way that you want things done. And it's proven to be successful, yes? Right. I, you know, um, I, in my career in 12 years, I'm, I'm 69 and 28. I, I don't really um, lose very many games. And, it's, you know, I have a formula the way I build my teams and, it's been successful for 12 years, and this year I wanted to make sure that we had the groundwork um, to to make sure that we continued on what I what I wanted to do after I was no longer the head coach. Um, so, and that's why we recruited heavily in the South. Um, I mean, I, I would say 95% of our guys is, is either from Mississippi, Louisiana, or Alabama. So let's talk about that because you, you've al- already obviously stated what a, how much Southern Miss has meant to you, and that you still bleed black and gold. That uh, that little avenue between Hattiesburg and Gillette continues because you've got some Southern Miss guys on that roster. Tell us about it. Right. Um, one of the first guys I went after was Denarius Anton. I know he was uh, he was still in the indoor game. He had, um, I believe, the the Green Bay team that Green Bay Blizzard in the IFL. He had signed with them last year before COVID uh, shut the seasons down, and he was kind of the first guy I went after. And and then once him and I talked, we. Uh, you know, we just looked at the roster from Southern Miss the past couple of years and, and tried to figure out who who was it, you know able to play at this time, um, who would be willing to play, and and so we went from there. And we we uh, I think the next person we signed was Ladarius Harris that played a few years ago at Southern Miss, and um, then Xavier Thigpen, who's also a West Jones graduate, uh, he was the next guy that we signed. Um, and then once we signed those three, then Jerry Harris, who played offensive line at Southern Miss, he actually uh, came on board with us. Um, 
I, I reached out to DeAndre Brown. I, I think uh, he he had already been in talks with the Columbus Lions, so he he signed with them. Um, Jay Sean Washington that played for uh, Southern Miss a couple years ago, he is actually playing for I believe Salina. I'm actually working on a trade with them to try to get him out here. Also, it, it, if I had my way, I'd fill the team up with Southern Miss guys. I, I know we've got a bunch of great athletes. We've always had great athletes, and and you know they're blue collar guys that will get out here and. and uh, play some good football so keith ross when it comes to the indoor game the arena game whatever people want to call it does the skill set that you're looking for change or is just football our football skills you know do they go no matter whether you're playing indoors or outdoors um some things are changed the you know the quarterback has to get rid of the ball a lot quicker um the field's smaller so you know you need a quarterback that can read the defense quick and and uh get the ball out quick because you know he's only got three linemen um, a lot of times the running back is, is also in a route. So you, you really got three on four a lot of times because with the defense, you've got the three defensive linemen. And, you know, most of the time one linebacker, but also you'll have occasionally what they call a jack linebacker, which is, you know, the outdoor version of a, of a outdoor, of outside linebacker. So um, that changes guys that the roster's a lot smaller. You can only have 21 on game day. So guys that can play. Like Denarius, for instance, he can play wide receiver, defensive back, running back. So guys that can play multiple positions like that are a commodity because, you know, the roster is so, so small. And I would imagine when these guys go from, from South Mississippi, for example, to Gillette, Wyoming, that it, the biggest culture shock comes in the form of a four-letter word that usually happens in December on. It's called snow. <laughs> Well, I have to kind of correct you on there. Okay, uh, good. We already had snow in September here. We had uh, close to uh, about nine inches of snow in September, and we had uh, we had a pretty good snowstorm about three weeks ago, two weeks ago. It, it's now it's uh, twenty eight degrees today, but there's no snow. And and really, in fairness, the the Champions Indoor Football League starts playing in April, so by then. You know, most of the of the winter months are behind you, of course, and most of the bad weather is behind you. And the Mississippi guys probably you know, come back to the South. You know, when when they're not, you know, when they're not playing in the Champions Indoor Football League. We will continue our discussion with Keith Russ, who's the managing partner and head coach. He's a Southern Miss grad, and now the main man with the Wyoming Mustangs. We're going to talk with him too about some of his memories at Southern Miss, and we'll even ask him about maybe what were some of his favorite hangouts. Of course, he probably never partied or anything when he was in Hattiesburg. We've got more on the Eagle Hour to come. Glad that you're with us back in a moment. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Kelly Sander piloting the ship this week all alone. I'm in the First Bank studio all by myself. Bob Getty's out this week. Luke Johnson also taking the week off. Hopefully, hopefully they feel that the show was uh, left in capable hands. This segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by our friends at 4th Street Bar and Grill within the shadows of uh, M.M. Roberts Stadium right across the Highway 49 Bridge. On 4th Street, it's your home of uh, the 895 lunch. That includes a drink. 
Monday through Friday. Of course, Friday is always Catfish Friday. That's one of the most uh, popular days as people maybe kind of get done with work a little bit early, but also always somebody ready to shoot a game of pool with you. There's some great Southern Miss memorabilia, and they've got trivia nights with different subjects all through the night. It is the pregame place to party prior to a Southern Miss football or basketball game. Fourth Street Bar and Grill. Booty and the gang there mix a good drink and always a good time at Fourth Street Bar and Grill. We thank them for their support of the Eagle Hour. Continuing our discussion now with Keith Russ, who is the managing partner and head coach of the Wyoming Mustangs. He's a Southern Miss graduate, and the Mustangs are competitors in the Champions Indoor Football League. Continuing uh, our discussion with Keith, as we welcome you back, Keith, take us through uh, take us through the Champions Indoor Football League schedule. We mentioned you guys kind of begin playing in April, but what what will 2021's calendar look like for you guys? Well, February 28th will be uh, move-in day. That's that's when our players uh, they're they're due to arrive. They have to get in, and get checked in their their housing, and then uh, next morning we'll have orientation for the guys, and then. You know, they'll have to go through a physical. You know, they have to show up to camp ready to play. We only have about three weeks of, of uh, preparation before our first preseason game. Um, we'll come in with 35 guys for training camp, and we'll have to cut it down to 25 after the, the preseason game. So they'll they'll pretty much be practicing five, six days a week. Uh, we'll do a lot of film study until the 27th, and then, we you know, we'll play a preseason game against this uh, this team out of Texas. And then uh, a week later, we'll start the season. Now, which, be- I believe April third or April seventh. Now, because of COVID and because of the exorbitant amount of injuries this year, we've heard all about the NFL practice squads. What is your feeder system in the Champions Indoor Football League? Where do you get guys if if too many guys are injured or you know having COVID issues, for example? Right. We uh, you know we we can sign guys. Um, you know, we would just have to move move guys to the injury reserve for the week or, you know, for two weeks, however long the injury or, you know, if they do happen to have COVID or, or something similar to that, then, um, you know, at that time, at that time there there's approximately, you know, 10,000 free agents out there. And so we, we have our guys that, that we recruited, and then we have a separate list of guys that we targeted, you know, so should somebody go down, if you know, if one of our linemen go down and, and we need to, a center, for instance, to kind of bolster officers there, you know, there's free agents out there that we can, we can uh, make contact with. And, and a lot of them we already have made contact with. And, uh, you know, if they don't get an opportunity somewhere else, we kind of keep them, keep them on our board to, to uh, reach out to if we need them. And I, then, you know, we'll fly them in that week and, and uh, get them ready to go. I would imagine that could be difficult though, because for example, if a guy didn't get an opportunity and, and quote unquote gets a job in the real world, you know, they may not be, you know, in playing shape. And, and the, the meter keeps running. They get older, you know, and so on. So I, I don't imagine it's one thing to find a, a warm body, but it's another one to find a warm body that's, that's in shape and ready to play, yes? Right. And it is, it is kind of a difficult process because, you know, I mean, a lot of the guys that we've targeted, um, you know, we, we had a center, for instance, I guess, since we were speaking on centers, out of uh, Austin, Texas. He had played JUCO. And, you know, he was actually a pretty good ball player. And we were fully prepared to sign him and bring him up. And, and uh, actually, even he was going to find a job so he could just live in Gillette permanently afterwards. And, and uh, you know, last minute he called and he had got a pretty good job offer in Austin. So he, he's just not even going to play football anymore. So it does make it kind of challenging. And we, we kind of have to 
um, definitely make sure our players are taking care of themselves off the field, you know, to to stay in playing shape. And and uh, we actually have a contract uh, that we're going to be signing with this this uh, company. They come in and sanitize everything. It's they were an oil field company, and, and that kind of went downhill. So they they uh, kind of switched over to take advantage of the COVID thing, and they, you know they go around and sanitize your businesses each day, and, and uh, they'll be doing the same thing with us. Which also, you know, our players will, will try to keep them pretty isolated um, with the with the practices and the games. They're not going to have a whole lot of downtime to be out um, doing things that that they shouldn't be doing, or, or being out even around people that take the you know the possibility of getting COVID. Southern Miss's own Keith Russ is with us on the Super Talk Mississippi Sports Line here on the uh, the Eagle Hour, talking a little uh, indoor football league as he is the managing partner and head coach of the Wyoming Mustangs. And with all due respect, Keith, to South Dakota and Wyoming, because after all, they too are red states. <laughs> Have you ever thought about getting back to your home red state of Mississippi? Well, absolutely. Um... You know, everybody wants to go home, and and that's kind of um, that's kind of been you know my thing for years is getting back home. Um, you know, for now and in the recent years, it hasn't that really hasn't been a possibility. But I, I do look at uh, I have looked at a few arenas there, and and uh, you know just kind of seeing if they would they would fit what we need. Um, so yeah, absolutely, I, I definitely would love to get back home. In the meantime, I try to you know do whatever I can for. Or Mississippi and, and the people that live in Mississippi as, as much as I can, you know, which in this case, you know, signing guys from Mississippi that, you know, just trying to do my part to help my state regardless of where I live. So at West Jones, you must have played for Mike Taylor. Yes, sir. All right, so you know our buddy Stump, Jim Taylor. Stump. Jim, Jim Taylor. Taylor, yes. He, yeah. he was at Southern Miss. Uh, I was still in high school at that time, I believe. <laughs> Boy, you guys are old, right? If we're talking, we are. Stump was uh, playing playing back then. All right, so you, you, you took us through the calendar. Let's go. Let's turn the calendar way back to when you were uh, at school at Southern Miss. What were some of your your favorite haunts, Keith? Where were some of your favorite places to hang out? And what are what do you tell people about Southern Miss if it ever comes up in discussions? Um. Well, we start with the haunts first. I mean, uh, you know, I I love Mahogany Bar, and I believe it's still there. I love going there. Um, you know, Ray Guy used to hang out there a lot, and uh, I used to like to go and, and be around him. And um, you know, Club Nine Eleven, which I, I don't believe it's there anymore. It was at Nine Eleven Hardy Street. It was a kind of after hours bar. Uh, Senor Frogs when it was there, Mustang Sally's, and you know, the Ropers that's been there. I think since nineteen thirty or something. It's been there forever. It's still there. Um, yeah, it, it is. It, I think most of those places, other than the Club 911, and, and it might still be there. You know, I'm, I'm not sure. But And, of course, you'd right. like to just go around and shake hands with people at those places. Yeah? Of course. Uh, you know, absolutely <laughs> no party whatsoever. It was just all just a meet and greet. <laughs> yeah, I got gotcha. So, So if people, you know, because anytime the subject... Of Southern Miss comes up, of course, people say, well, that's where Brett Favre went to school. That's where, you know, Reggie Collier was a great player. And Bobby Collins put the, the football program on the map. What do you, what's your elevator speech about Southern Miss? What do you tell people about Southern Miss in Hattiesburg? You know, uh, and mainly because I'm a football guy, I'm mostly uh, talking football. You know, Southern Miss, we've just got a long history of, of beating, beating people we're not supposed to be at, you know, blue-collar guys that, that, uh, you know, you can never pencil in a W on the schedule regardless of, of who's playing them, you know. I mean, we beat Alabama. We beat 
Auburn, we beat Florida State. I mean, that, that's my speech. And, and of course, every athlete I come across that's that's a, a really good ball player in high school, I try to steer them down south to uh, Southern Miss. But uh, you know, a lot of people nowadays there's so many so many different games on TV that that we I feel like we've kind of got lost in all that. But um, and this season, this season, it's it's hurt, hasn't it? I mean, it's just just as a fan, you always want just the whole entire situation of things that are going on. Some circumstances are are beyond anybody's control, but it's just been a rough year for the Eagles, and I'm sure you you follow Southern Miss pretty closely, so you must know that, yeah. It it, it has, and you know, I think uh, I think Jeremy McLean, I think um, you know, from what I know about him, I think he's going to right the ship. Um, you know, I. Hobson was a good coach in his own way, and, and uh, you know I'm, I would never say nothing bad about him. But you know I think we need someone, we need another Fedora, we need another Todd Munkin to to come in and and uh, bring the excitement. You know, I mean I, I've been in the stadium when we were we were selling out, and you know there's nothing else like it. Um, when we beat TCU, you know that year at home, you know I, it was just unbelievable the the way the atmosphere was, and, and you know I've been to Ohio State games, I've been to you know, different games across the country, and and uh, I still remember that game. Yeah, I, I think, remember the Liberty Bowl when we we beat Pittsburgh. It's, yeah, walloped Pittsburgh, and I think that TCU game. They didn't didn't TCU have a guy named Ladanian Tomlinson in the back? They did. Yeah, they I, did. I, I was there, and I and I actually remember that game. I can't tell you why I forget most games, but I do remember uh, that one. But Keith Russ, again, a, a Jones County guy who. Um, was a member of the Mississippi Stingrays indoor uh, arena team in 2000, now the head coach and managing partner of the Wyoming Mustangs in Gillette, Wyoming. Keith, really enjoyed the conversation. Glad that you're still in touch with your uh, Southern Miss roots. We wish you nothing but the best there in uh, Gillette, especially as the winter is officially upon us. The Mustangs, the Wyoming Mustangs, members of the Champions Indoor Football League. Thanks again, Keith. Take care. Yes, sir. Have a good day. All right. Keith Ross. Man, that was great. I enjoyed that conversation. When we come back, we'll get you up to date as to how the Golden Eagles that are in the NFL did this weekend. Some pretty good performances. We'll talk about the latest Massey ratings that are out. The Saints' big win over the Buccaneers last night. And some late-breaking news regarding the Georgia-Florida football game from the SEC. I think you'll want to hear that. On the other side of the commercial break, this is the Eagle Hour on Super Talk Mississippi. Southern Miss to the top. This segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by Toyota of Hattiesburg on Highway 98. Really a stone's throw from our studios. The First Bank Studios here in Hattiesburg. But uh, Toyota of Hattiesburg, Christmas is coming up. I know what person, what college student or child wouldn't enjoy a a nice certified pre-owned vehicle or Anything with a Toyota label on it, 544-9630. That's 601-544-9630. Tax season right around the corner, too, at the beginning of the year. If you're fortunate enough to get a tax refund and probably won't be getting one in the future, <laughs> but, but you may get one this next year, uh, the folks at Toyota of Hattiesburg will help you. Find the right vehicle for you. Again, on Highway 98, 601-544-9630. Now, before we tell you a little bit about a lot of things, we want to talk about the late-breaking news in the Florida 
Georgia game. Of course, Florida won the game this past weekend, but late breaking news, Georgia is saying today, I don't know if you've seen it, but the University of Georgia is saying that they have come up with 20 more points from downtown Atlanta. (laughs) Do what? (laughs) Like the election results where late votes... (laughs) Came in from downtown Atlanta. The Georgia Bulldogs have come up with 20 more points somehow, specifically from downtown Atlanta. So now Georgia is claiming that they have beaten Florida in that game. Trying to have a little bit of levity here on the old show, Graham. But um, that was the quote unquote late breaking news. Boy, big news last night where the New Orleans Saints pummeled. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that game was in Tampa, 38-3. to I don't know if you saw that, that game last night. The Saints were dominating in every aspect. Even had uh, the GOAT, Tom Brady, slamming his helmet a couple of times on the sidelines. The Saints just had every single answer for the Buccaneers. And with that sweep of Tampa Bay this year, that gives Saints, the Saints a huge, huge up on Tampa Bay if those two teams would finish tied for some reason. Then, of course, the Saints would get the tiebreaker and become the division champion. Actually, the Saints did something last night that has never happened in the career of Tom Brady, which is remarkable as long as Tom Brady has been in the league. Tom Brady has never lost to one team twice in the same season. That's amazing. Obviously, has lost several individual games, but has never been swept by a team in the regular season until last night, and the Saints did it. So congratulations to the Houdats uh, playing well and coming up with that victory. All right, Southern Miss uh, players in the National Football League. DeMichael Harris, who was called up from the practice squad onto the roster now of the Indianapolis Colts. They played the Ravens yesterday. DeMichael had uh, two carries for 28 yards. He had a long run of 16 yesterday in that uh, loss to the Ravens. He also, what makes DeMichael Harris so valuable, too, is he's really good out of the backfield at pass receptions. Four receptions for 27 yards, and he had a long of 13. So pretty good day for DeMichael Harris yesterday against the Ravens. Jalen Richard, the Raiders were winners yesterday. Almost lost it on the last play of the game. The officials had to go to the replay. It looked like the Chargers scored a touchdown to win it, but... um, Jalen Richard and the Raiders victorious yesterday. He only toted the ball once for three yards. He did have one reception for 19 yards in the Raiders' victory yesterday. Mike Thomas was off. The Cincinnati Bengals had their bye week yesterday. And, um, boy, they're going to they're gonna start swimming in deep water when they get back to it because they play Pittsburgh this coming Sunday in Pittsburgh. The Steelers, the last remaining undefeated team in the National Football League. Although Cincinnati coming off a great win against the Tennessee Titans a week ago yesterday. Nick Mullins, the quarterback for San Francisco now. He's the guy with uh, Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo injured. Nick played uh, last Thursday night. Uh, They were beaten by Green Bay, but Nick uh, had a 22 for 35 night with 291 yards. He did throw a touchdown and had one pick in that game. But all in all, not a bad uh, game for Nick Mullins, although the 49ers are so banged up and have so many injuries in some of their positions. They've got third-string guys in there, so no surprise that the Packers, who are much more healthy and a pretty talented team to begin with, you know, defeated, defeated the uh, 49ers. And in the latest Massey ratings, we're looking at the Conference USA teams. Marshall is still the top-ranked team, according to Massey, 48th in the country. Although Marshall's in the top 20 in the AP poll and coaches poll, 
<clears throat> the Massey ratings has Marshall at 48th. There are 127 teams that play college football. Florida Atlantic is second. According to the Massey, they come in 78th, UAB at 97. Then comes La Tech at 102. La Tech is up five spots. Charlotte is at 104. UTSA at 109. Rice stays at 113. The Owls didn't go up or down. Western Kentucky is up two spots to 114. And that will be the uh, team that Southern Miss plays this weekend. Middle Tennessee stayed at 118. North Texas stayed at 119. Neither of those teams played because of COVID. And then our Eagles, with a victory over North Alabama, move up one spot. One spot. Hey, we'll take them any way we can get them. But the Eagles move up to 120. And then rounding out the Conference USA in the Massey ratings, UTEP at 122, which the Eagles still have to play. Florida International at 123. The weakest team in college football, according to the Massey ratings this week, coming in dead last, UMass. UMass, the last team in the country. One day down, four more to go for the rest of the week with Luke and Bob out. But um, I'm Kelly Sander, glad to have you with us. For producer-engineer, Brandon Wallace, we'll see you back here again tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.